pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. Guten Tag und willkommen to the Triforce Podcast. We're back, we're back, we're back. I don't know any other languages, so... Yeah, bienvenue. Oh, bien, bien. Triforce Podcast Day. Yes, that's the one. We're back. Voila, le Voila. podcast. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, sen. Is that what they say? Sure. I think that might be welcome to my shop sure. in Japanese. Sure, sure. Like <laughs> welcome to my shop. It, could, could, it might not be that. It's quite a sweet thing to uh, say. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back. Uh, P- bonus podcast, because P- P-Flex wasn't supposed to be here. No, he was um, meant to be away on a trip that has now been cancelled, like no, so many no, no, other no, no, trips no. recently. The trip has not been cancelled. The the, oh. the event is going on. I was going to go to Starladder in Kiev, and I was meant to be there right now. I should physically be in Kiev. It Had things gone differently, I would be. Sat, sat in front of a camera, talking about dabbed Dota. makeup on you, <laughs> under yeah. a bright light, yeah. Yeah. watching Dota. Watching, yeah. Dota. watching someone else play doing. Dota, someone else control the Dota on your screen, and you have a heavy headset on, talking with some other fellow about Dota. Exactly. Uh, a game that you play occasionally to a... To a medium quality standard Thank is that you. fair yeah, that's an excellent summary <laughs> that actually is so yeah, yeah. i I, uh, I should have been doing that but um you know coronavirus and everything i thought my thing is not i don't want to catch it there which is like a relatively minor chance of that happening but what if on the flight you know you want to get your flight back and they're like britain in a state of lockdown and you're like okay so now i can't get in some guy on the plane has it and so they quarantine the entire plane yeah two weeks in a quarantine i was just like it's not worth it it's not no worth it that's that's the shitter if you get stuck somewhere in a, in a foreign land and you're quarantined and you can't get back home that's the that's that's the uh, a bad part of it right i mean getting yeah. the virus that would, would be suck, pretty bad too but this yeah. was like the more likely and scary thing yes i mean you know obviously getting the virus would be the scariest thing because you never know but the sort of more likely and therefore more real threat is you get quarantined for some god awful reason. Some the pilot had it, you know, something like that. So I just thought it's I don't really want to travel when everybody's in the in the grip. We've of, seen of movies mania. where people get quarantined in those warehouses full of beds, and it looks like some sort of slave center. And there's just you know ugh, you can see it. You could see it happening. And there's like people, mums with crying babies, people with soup ladles and big big urns giving out giving out soup to dirty faced 
beggar looking folk you know yeah it's tough yeah it's a tough i don't know whether it's like that or whether they just put you in a travel in i don't know what the plan is maybe they just get some bubbles or maybe they put some tents up like glastonbury style just get a disposable tents i don't know uh, it's 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 the reaction is both at the same time overwhelming and also positive lots lots of people lots of lives have been saved by the coronavirus, who would have otherwise have gotten the flu? I read somewhere that fifty thousand people who would have otherwise died of flu didn't die of the didn't die of flu because of the coronavirus protections. So that's pretty positive, right? Apparently, like, in Canada, you can't order toilet paper from Amazon anymore. They won't deliver it because people. Well, there was this toilet stock, paper stockpiling toilet paper. People were well. Someone said that it was like going to run out. Yeah. So it's been mental. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Normally it people stockpile petrol. Yes. Yeah, or food. Um, but instead of yeah. just toilet paper. Like the thing is, once it gets out that's that people are stockpiling toilet paper, everyone's gonna stockpile toilet paper. Like it's yeah. there's no point being the one guy on your street. Toilet who paper has is just no gonna replace paper. money at, <laughs> yeah, at some point. Yeah. Like in like, like the way bottle caps are the currency in Fallout. I'll give you that for three rolls. Three, three two, rolls. Two ply? Three ply? You <laughs> kidding me, bro? I'll give you one. One sheet of one ply for that. <laughs> That's how for much what? I think of your art, asshole. You fucking garbage. <laughs> oh my God. It's like a kid drew this. Do you think people would be like un, un, undoing cigarettes to like use the cigarette paper as toilet paper? As toilet like, paper. Is that, is that where we're going to? Because uh, the thing is with toilet paper, there's lots of alternatives. Lots there of are. alternatives. You get an old pillowcase, you wipe your ass with that, no problem. Um, if you have like an old duvet or whatever... Just cut it up into little squares. Wipe your ass like a million times with that, you know? Like a drawing your kids have done? Yeah. Wipe your ass with it. Yeah. And if you're if you're really ahead of the times, you'll you'll have a uh, a bidet in your uh, in your a bathroom. Bidet. In yeah. In your and you'll spray bunker. warm water into your ass to cleanse it, you know? Just get just have like a like a I don't know. I, I don't know what's what's proper etiquette for a for a bidet like do you have to like do you just spray the water and then dry off your ass or like I don't or know what? I honestly get like don't a face know. cloth up in there or like, I, I don't know dry, if there's dry. I don't know if there's if there's drying involved like I, I, I've, I've never used be, right? I've never used a bidet ever yeah because we just don't have them in the UK and when I go no. abroad I don't really know what how to use there's them. there's probably like a wiki how article on how to do yes. it they're very popular on the continent right France and Italy have them and other places like that I I'm, I think Japan is quite popular with them as well they like to spray water up their asses in Japan but but then do, is there like do you just use a, a, a hairdryer to dry your butt? I feel like the bidet should be like an all-in-one you know, after it's done spraying your ass, it should gently blow some warm air into your ass. I mean, like, like you said, I'm sure in Japan they have one that, you know, gently uh, blows, yeah. it whispers at your butt until it's yeah, dry. Yeah, and they, it speaks like Positive a school Positive message. Some of them have a built-in dryer in the toilet. It's got yeah. a flashlight built in there and stuff. <laughs> so they, 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 they dry you. I think it's quite a, a, a long process. It's quite a cl- clean. Everyone's been encouraged to wash their hands, but yeah. we should be encouraging to wash their asses too. Well, you I know? think uh, washing your hands is the more more important one. I think um, no matter what happens, if your hands are in your ass for some reason or whatever, just wash your hands. Like yes. I, I think I think that's that's the big takeaway from all this is people should just wash their hands more. You know, it's, it says here that people you should pat yourself dry with toilet paper. So how much toilet paper do you think that uses anyway? Like I don't know. It does must it be use a hell of a lot. Less? No wonder they're stockpiling it. Oh, there's that <laughs> fucking door. Hold on, I'll be back. Yeah, it seems like a weird thing to stockpile <laughs> toilet paper. Like you said, like gas. I can understand people stockpiling like gas. You know, things like 
things that they would need for a generator to keep like electricity going and stuff like that. But like, you know, stockpiling a bunch of toilet paper and ketchup and stuff, you know, it's... I feel like one I don't know. pack of 12 rolls of toilet paper will last me quite a while. Whereas petrol, I feel like... Petrol's one of those things that you just... You don't want to have loads of gallons of petrol like stacked up in your garage. No. And you don't particularly want, like... You, you get more petrol when you run out of petrol, right? Yeah. With toilet paper, I always seem to have a few rolls Still somewhere. on this, are we? I've been and I've come back... Yeah, we're just um, talking and <laughs> talking. There's more to talk about, really. I mean, this is a... What, what's a more sensible thing to stockpile? Topic. Like, for... For, for coronavirus i guess like paracetamol well, i think the thing is is most people feel like if there is an outbreak in their local area they're just going to hunker down and stay home and not have any guests over and wait it out which is you know sensible like yeah i mean you could pretty much you could pretty much do it you know you just need a lot of antibacterial gel good hand washing and stuff and yeah, you'd probably be fine. So I guess people are stockpiling things that they need to just live ordinary life in their house without going out for like a couple of weeks. Self-isolation. Yeah. Do you think like the, because the sh- you know, like the share price of the markets are going down, right? Because of all the lack of industry being done. You'd think that there'd be more with all the stockpiling going on, but I guess like. Like it has Netflix like done well out of this? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, um, are they, yeah, because people are all going to stay I don't home. know. I, I, it it doesn't feel like they'd be af- affected somehow. Like I, I think I think you know, like retail, especially like like grocery supermarkets and stuff like that, <clears throat> will probably see more money coming in. But then you know, like uh, travel, the the travel industry will probably see a huge slump, right? Because a lot of people shy away from traveling now. A lot of people have canceled trips, and 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 a lot of people just won't book new stuff. So it'll have like uh, it'll have effects here and there, and I feel like maybe it just balances out somehow. But you know, it probably doesn't. Like there'll probably be some some yeah. some places that are affected by All it. All right. So here's a question. I went out last night. I'm a little bit hungover today. Went out to see my mates, and we went went to went to a gig. So like a, a, a comedian. And um, when I traveled there, I I said to my mates, like we're all saying hello. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, a source. I I try. I relayed to them something I'd seen on the underground that horrified me. Right. They didn't care at all. What I saw was everybody holding on to the little poles, the, the poles you use on the underground, right? Just holding on to them casually with their bare hands. Yeah. Right. Now I never do that because you you're the average person holds on at the same point on the pole as everybody else does. Everybody gets on and holds on, <coughs> coughs in their hand, sneezes in their hand, <laughs> hold it onto the pole. And I yeah. was like, I don't do that anyway, but surely with this virus around here, what are you doing touching any of the surfaces on any kind of public transport? Well, this is it. I said to Steve this morning, because Steve was coming in, he's, he's like, uh, he said I, he was on the train this morning and he coughed because he's a smoker. So it, yeah, know, yeah. a smoker, he, he coughs every minute or so. Just because smokers do that, yeah, and so everyone on the train like looked at him, and gave him <laughs> evil, you know, every time he would cough, um, as if he was sort of infected. We have this, and you do see a lot, a lot of people wearing masks. I've seen a lot of people out wearing masks, um, which is very unusual. I've seen well, a lot un- of people unusual over here. It's like talking a- about things on the train and stories that have happened to them where someone's. Someone coughed. So, so, so a girl I know was wearing a mask on the train because uh, she had a cold, right? Because you're wearing masks not to sp- to spread disease, not to, you know, if you've got like something. The masks are not to keep you safe. They're to keep other people from getting what you've got, right? And so some guy saw her wearing a mask and like literally just coughed in her face. Really? <laughs> I don't know why just... we had take such offense to the masks. Because apparently like um, <laughs> so quite a few students from Asia 
are wearing them. It's it's a real cultural thing. Like when I went to China, people wear them all the time. Nobody nobody blinks. But you see someone wearing one, and yeah, pe people are very aggressive. Like there are a lot of people in Britain that are just very aggressive about people doing things differently. Oh, wear the mask, are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Just let him wear the mask. Who cares? That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe people are still like this. They're just pricks. I, it's, we're just we're, like, we're an island like, of pricks. It's, it's it's Reddit, but it's in the real world. It's that's what it just is. Awful it, people. Yeah. Just awful. Anyway, so what happened? Um, oh, it's just I I agree with you, people. It's on the train, on the tube. I always avoid touching those poles, yeah. but sometimes I do it, um, and it's all clammy and warm as if someone's just let go of, of course, it 10 seconds as ago. as if someone's used a bidet and then used the pole to ride in their butt crack up and down the pole to dry it. That's what it's like. You, yeah. I mean, I said to my mates, look, you know, you touch that pole, right? But w would you put your hand on, like someone had just sneezed and went to shake your hand, you wouldn't shake their hand. Why are you putting your hand on the pole? It's, it's Some not people clean. think it strengthens them. Some people are like, "Well, that's what, you know, exactly I, what my mate Tim I said." I need to be exposed to all this disease. He it's said, like, oh, "Fine, let's inject you with the coronavirus." He said, thing, you "I'm gonna prick. have a sick day in ten years, so you tell me." I was like, well, "Yeah, but you're riding listen, the line." Sometimes you got to hold on to that pole, though. Like, what if the bus or the subway is jerking do. around like crazy, and I, you got you got to hold my on. elbow around it. And I right. lean on it. Like I, I developed a method so that I basically wrap myself around the pole <laughs> the rather than put my hand method, on it. Yeah. yeah. And if you rest a shoulder blade on it, that's that's pretty solid. Like one foot on one side at the base and then the shoulder blade on the other, and you're rock solid. And people look at you in wonder. How's he doing it? He's got perfect balance. Uh-uh. I'm just carefully wrapped around the pole. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's wonder. <laughs> it's wonder. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, some kind it's of a, wonder. It's, it's maybe not the kind of wonder you think. No, it might be the other kind of wonder. You're right. It might be that I wonder what the fuck it's that a different, guy's doing. It could be a, a different kind of wonder. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to go sprawling across the floor of a No, no. I'm, I'm always, I'm always no, safe. No, God, that'd be even I'm worse. I'm always safe. I mean, for all that, you don't want to put your hands on the floor. That's for a sure. A broken leg is probably but people worse. people touching than... the, uh, the escalator little, the rubber thing on the escalator, which looks like it's teeming with germs already. I oh, mean, think of course, how many yeah. It feels it's always it's always all warm and stuff too. Yeah. Eh? When you do touch it, I mean, it, we're yeah. worried about you know the environment, but all of our stuff's teeming with germs. There's fucking this. Well, that's the thing. Know, I mean, most uh, people be super conscious of it now because of this going around. But uh, if if it if this wasn't a thing right now. Um, people would be touching the rubber on the escalator, no problem, not washing their hands and stuff. You know, it's you. You generally, I don't think people think like that. They don't think about that. Some people do. You know, my dad, um, when he buys a canned drink from the store, he uh -huh. will wash the top of the can. Yeah, yeah. We do that it. with uh, with tins of like soup and stuff as well. You wash the top of the tin. Yeah, before you open it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, fuck, you never yeah, know what's they on can there, be right? Dusty, can't they? I think they could have be been in they, somebody's yeah, ass. Yeah, Who I've knows? Seen those yep. Really dusty. Dirty tins. Yeah. That makes sense. I also, yeah, I also, when I'm moving around in town, I use a Zorb, one of those right. giant <laughs> balloon ah. Zorb thing. We should do that. We should change public trans transport <laughs> over to like um, a kind of everyone is their own in their own big Orby or whatever, and just like the tube is just like a pipe filled with <laughs> all of these marble like. Zorbs yeah. with people, and you just push yourself into the the orb mess. I you know, I remember watching uh, uh, this guy tried to do the world record for like length of zorb, like how long he he rolled down this big hill in the zorb, and he was like he had a GoPro in there. He was he got in the zorb, and he was like, I'm I'm very experienced zorber. Don't try this at home. We cleared this area. It's a good long hill. This is not. This is gonna be great, guys. Hope you're excited. 
And as soon as it started, it began to bounce a little bit. And oh, shit. once it starts bouncing, it just gets progressively worse and worse because it's just like, you know, it's gathering speed. So each bounce is getting bigger. And the oh. G-force inside is getting greater and greater every time the Zorb lands. Oh, <laughs> 10 meters into his run, he's like, he starts bouncing. He's like, oh, no! He's ah! screaming <laughs> the whole way down oh, because this the G-force is so bad. And I think he must have thought, oh, my God, I'm going to die. They got out the other end and he was just like moaning and groaning and it was so funny, the transition. <laughs> they opened the saw, but it yeah. was just jam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he set the record, but it did cost him. Fuck. Yeah. Quickest man into jam. <laughs> Quickest oh. jamming of a man. You do hear these urban myths about people zorbing off mountains and stuff. Well, no, this like, guy did yeah. it. There's a video of a guy doing it. <laughs> do you? It was in, I think it was in Russia. He or he he, um, he zorbed on um, a ski slope. I've never heard a zorb urban myth. I gotta be honest. Yeah, like, it's not. It's not a common urban myth, is it? No. Round the campfire, Lewis with all his zorbing horror stories. The great zorbing the of twenty twenty. <laughs> Those ski slopes are steep. Yeah, real steep. It's dangerous. I think I think zorbing c can be dangerous for sure. But there was one where the guy went down a, a snowy mountain slope and went over a crevasse and died. Wow. Fell into a deep gorge. That is that is true. All right. Um, listen to this. Listen to this. Okay. Well, let's see if you can top this, actually. This, this is a strange one. I go. <laughs> I, I had pancakes for um, dinner yesterday. I think this might be the cause of the story I'm about to tell Shrove you. Shrove Tuesday. I had yeah. some pancakes for dinner. They were really good pancakes. Like I like them a lot. Had some blueberries, fresh blueberries. Did but you make the, them yourself or were they pre-made? No, no, they're pre-made. How do you get a pre-made pancake? Yeah, is that a thing? Because it's 2020, P-Flax. No one's pre-made pre everything now, Flax. It's more inefficient Jeez. to buy all the fucking ingredients. Yeah. It's probably cheaper just to buy pre-made. I think the source of the of this story that I'm about to tell you is because of, the, of pancake eating uh, somehow. I don't have any proof, but we'll see. We'll see what you think. Anyway... I uh, I do the usual. I watch a bit of TV. My wife, it's getting late. My wife's getting ready to go to bed, and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go out and play some some Tarkov for a bit." Yeah, you know, as, I, as I normally do. So I, I snuck out and played played a bit of Tarkov. It was good. I had a nice time and everything, and um, didn't like listen to any music or anything. This is an important point to note. I wasn't listening to music. I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. You know, like in fact, uh, another another um, point to note. I, I don't think I've had anything to do with Paul McCartney for quite some time, actually. Like, uh, I mean, I listened to the Beatles a lot, like, last year. But yeah. recently, nothing, you know? So anyway... You've not spoken to him. No, I haven't spoken to him. I haven't seen anything with him in it. Like, nothing, okay? Like, Paul McCartney is just a distant memory for me. So anyway, I close my eyes. I, I hit the sack. I go to bed. I have this dream that I'm in my, my backyard. I'm in the garden with, like, my kids and my wife. And... um. We're just doing like family stuff in the garden. You know, the kids are playing and having like a barbecue and stuff. And Paul McCartney's there, but he's just standing there. He's not like talking or anything. I'm talking to my wife. I'm talking to my kids and stuff. And Paul McCartney's just like, it's like he's not there. You know, he's just like, it's like he's a like ghost or something. Like nobody notices him. <laughs> nobody interacts with him whatsoever or whatever. He's just standing there. Gosh. He's wearing like a pair of jeans and just like a normal shirt or whatever. And he's got like that weird mullet hair that Paul McCartney always has. Thanks for inviting me to your barbecue, Chris. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't say a word. He didn't say a single word. So I, at, at some point in the barbecue, I turn to my wife and I get to have this like cardboard box. It's like this little tiny cardboard box with a with like a almost like a. It's like a big hole, like the side is missing from the box. So it's like, you know, it looks like it could be like a little stage or something like that. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a, com a the side completely box. missing. So inside the box, I'm putting in some like straw and, and some other stuff. 
And then I find a whole bunch of like weeds on the on the lawn, like, you know, dandelions and, and whatnot. So I put a whole bunch in there so that it's like facing like the front of where the hole is, like outward. And I turned to my wife and I was like, I wonder if Paul McCartney will like this. And she's like, yeah, try him on it. So I hold the box really close to Paul McCartney's face and he starts nibbling on some weeds, like, you know, just some dandelion leaves or whatever, and looks like he likes them. And I turn to my wife and I say, yeah, he really likes this. And then um, just as I, just before I'm, I'm waking up, my, my kids like wake me up about two minutes after this, uh, my final thought in my dream is I'm going to put this box on the ground. And then I had this vision of Paul McCartney on all fours down on the grass, eating leaves out of this box in my backyard. And then I woke up. Oh my god! What the fuck? <coughs> it's just weird. a dream, dude. Am I dying or something? Like that's the weird. Well, you went though. on your your phone, no? And it was like Paul McCartney enjoyed his visit to Jersey. Why Paul McCartney? Um, and why why the fuck am I treating him like he's a guinea pig or like a tortoise or, a or something? Like, Who said yeah. dreams have to make sense? Yeah, but come on, like normally you have a well, dream you, your, about your dreams are an ordered sequence of. Of, of, you know, cause no, and effect, and it's out, all very P-flex. reasonable? Let's that's figure it out. It means something. I don't expect it to be reasonable, but but why Paul McCartney? Like, what, what is the universe trying to tell me here? Like, What does Paul McCartney represent to you? I'll tell you what he's Nothing. doing. I know exactly I'm, I'm, what this I'm is. I'm completely ambivalent towards Listen Paul McCartney. Listen to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Paul McCartney is is astrally projecting himself into your dreams <laughs> he because you've stopped listening. Me, okay, you stopped listening. Why aren't you listening Why anymore? Why Paul McCartney? Chris? Why couldn't it be like Cameron Diaz or somebody <laughs> projecting? I've like, looked at your Spotify most played, Chris, and I've noticed <laughs> a real drop off in Beatles classics. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck off, Paul. Get out of my dreams. <laughs> Get into my car. No. I'm going to stand but- here creepily in your garden until you. Start John listening Ronson. to number one, the album again. Number ones. <laughs> uh, it was just ah. fucking, I didn't feel creeped out by it or anything. I just woke up and I was just perplexed. I just couldn't believe it. I woke up and I just thought, what the fuck? Like, it, it was just such a weird, I wasn't, I didn't have disturbed sleep or I don't remember waking up or anything. Just a nice, nice sleep and, and just a solid fucking dream about, Paul McCartney eating weeds out of a box in my backyard. I need like a dream analyzer or something. Do you it's just your brain getting all jumbled up? Like when it, I always think of sleep as like tidying up your brain, like filing stuff right. into boxes. Of course. Well, it does do that. I always but think of sleep, we don't even really understand sleep. So there's that. No, we don't. No. I always don't even know. I only I got, for instance, last night, I got a 79 on Fitbit for my sleep. 79. That's not good. What the I hell? Got what, right. how, what's it monitoring? My, I wear my Fitbit when I'm sleeping because right. I like to see how my sleep has been. So right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday last week, all in the 80s. Good, good, good. Right? I got On Sunday night, I got an 86. Mrs. F is very jealous. On Good year. On the 20th of February, I got a 92. Excellent. Wow. 92. Jesus. And she always looks at this. She's like, I never break 70. Like, she has terrible sleep. Um, but uh, yeah, so 79 for me is not good. I woke up a ton during the night. I suspect because I had quite a lot to drink and it disturbs uh, your sleep. I was awake for an yeah. hour and two minutes. And that's a 79? If I was waking up, that's a zero for me. Like what the hell <laughs> kind of metrics no, is Fitbit using here? It, because you, you wake up without realizing it all through the night, all right? Just for yeah, a minute or two at a time. Though. Like, that yeah, sucks. but you don't notice. That's what I'm saying. Is you, You're just technically that's, awake. That's like, that's me sleeping at a hotel every time I stay at a hotel, basically. Yeah, it's true. Like I, I never sleep soundly. Like it's just like, I'm constantly I'm waking up. That. 
It's just like uncomfortable. It's not my bed. Like, uh, you know. It's... No, I'm the opposite. Hotels, I'm like. So bam, I think my Fitbit out. would Love record it. a zero for every hotel stay. <laughs> zero. They have to, right? It's terrible. I sleep far better in hotels than anywhere else. Really? Every time. But you're, it. um, so you've got the three stages you've got deep sleep, light sleep, and REM. Okay. Right. And generally sleeping, generally sleeping, generally oh, speaking, to REM again. you go bam, straight into deep sleep. It's deep light, deep light, deep light, and then you get into our REM later in the night. So, you know, you, you don't really dream in the early stages of your sleep, which is why when you wake up in the middle of the night, you have no idea what time it is. There's there's no point of reference. You know, you're not in the middle of a dream and then wake up for it. It's only it's it's once you get into three, four AM, that's when you sort of get into REM and that's when you have like nightmares and things like that. Right. And regular dreams. And then that's why you often are dreaming just before you wake up. Because you're in REM sleep at that point, right. leading into uh, to you waking up. But it's interesting to look at. I just recently um, I upped my my prescription for my brain pills. They doubled the dose. Brain pills. Um, yeah, for the for uh, the panic attacks. Oh right. Um, so it's it's uh, my my doctor is awesome by the way. She's she's awesome. Yeah. Um, and she said to me one of the is things that the brain pills is, talking or is that your no no, your no she actually opinion? is <laughs> she actually ah, is everything is awesome. The sun is awesome. <laughs> the clouds she are is awesome. The best doctor. I must give her my bank you account. You guys are awesome. Must give bank account to this doctor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she said the other thing we can do is give you some kind of counseling but it'll be like a group session and my face immediately fell because right. the idea of talking to strangers about this or mismingling with them it disgusts me and she saw that and she said it is basically like a lecture she said you don't have to talk you just sit there and they just talk to you about this i was like that sounds terrible don't sign me up for that she was like, okay, I won't. And I'll, I'll just give you, you more brain pills. pills. I'll give you brain pills. Who wants to go to a fucking lecture? Uh, it's with a interesting bunch of to get you out of the people. house to talk about to us. Ugh. I'm interested in hearing about it. No way. I'm not. I'll tell you about the comedy gig I went to last night. Unfortunately, we were in the front row. Oh, shit. Did you get, were you heckling? No, we weren't heckling, but I didn't laugh once. Like, Did you get heckled by them saying, oh, it's Baldy in the front row? No, no. Baldy. No, I was waiting Baldy. for that. I was waiting for yeah, that. Remember no. that time, Lewis, remember that time we went to, to that zombie burlesque show? And we weren't even sitting oh. like at the front, and they were heckling us big time. Oh, that was yeah, uncomfortable. They were. I didn't like that. That was great. No, I hated that. Yeah, there were there was lots of <laughs> they were mocking all of us. Man, all of us. Yeah, but I didn't like the tone. They the the implication that it was like five guys, so they just assumed that we were all gay, which was you know what I mean. Like what we were on a yeah. trip together. Like, but that's the thing when you're getting heckled uh, or like roasted like that. You can't explain the situation, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. You can't go into detail. Yeah, it does like, look a bit gay. They don't five care. British guys. Well, actually, we're just five good friends. And shut up! You know, yeah, you can't. But so he, he he would interact with the audience. He asked someone a question about where they were from, and they said Preston. And one other person cheered the audience, and he sort of did a bit about that. And then right. someone shouted something out, and he said to me, what, what did they start shout out? I didn't hear. And I said, I don't know. I thought she said Pete Town. And he said, Pete Town? What does that mean? And he sort of did a bit about that for some reason. And then she'd actually shouted P-Town, which is like Preston. P-Town uh, P- is what they call P-town. it. That's like P-Town! A very, that's like a very American thing. I thought American she said P-Town, which is weird. Yeah. Um, and then the set continued and he, he like made a couple of other references. But he was he was not funny. Like I, I literally did not laugh once. It was one of the worst gigs I've ever been to in terms of the what, comedy. Uh, what convinced you to do this, to go to this 
this show? Like, well, my, on my a recommendation, I, or you guys just wanted somewhere to go to have a no, couple no. My of... my friends and I uh, have a, have a WhatsApp group. Right. I don't I don't know how much they would be comfortable with me giving away. So I'm going to maintain some level of secrecy about this. Yeah, sure. but no, we basically definitely. go on what we call cultural sort of trips. All right. So if it's if it's anything vaguely cultural and you recommend it, or even if you just want to try it out, you put it in the WhatsApp group and we commit. Even if we suspect we're not going to like it, or it's I think something... we should go to a on a cultural trip to the Staggenhound and get absolutely pissed. Well, there, there's definitely a pub involved. Generally, we'll meet at the pub and we'll sit, we'll I have a meal and then we'll go it, do. Yeah. So. It's a real middle aged thing to do, I think. Um, yeah. But I wish we'd been doing it earlier because we'll just random things like a, a like a talk or something like that, you know, or or like a, a mu- like a gig for a band that perhaps we're not that familiar with, or a comedian. Or a, or a film or something, and it's nice to so someone else recommends it or suggests it, and the the the, the rest of the lads say, "Yep, we'll do that." Here's the night, and even yeah. you know, if you're not interested, maybe you even if it wasn't that funny, it was still yet a good time. I had, I had to. I mean, honestly, it was the main thing was half five. I was at a pub with my mates, and the show wasn't till well, like that's... nine, so it was mainly a nice chance to chat to the boys and, and have a few beers, which was uh, which was great. But it's interesting. I think it's a nice approach. That there's no judgment about it. Even if we review it, you know, after say I thought that was shit, I would never say I'm never doing this again. You know what I mean? Or I would, I would flame the person responsible uh, for booking it. Although it wasn't. So why wouldn't you go for the counselling? That sounds like a a unusual trip that you could report back on. I'm not saying that you should. I know. How about we do the counselling right here now? I know exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be someone who I might describe as a hippie type. Right, right. Mm. standing up there, they probably think crystals have power and that molecules have memories. That's what I'm imagining they're going to be like. Right, right. Someone with flouncy clothes. Jeez. They're going to stand up there and they're going to talk about mindfulness and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just going to be bored to tears, and I'm going to immediately not re- respect this person's opinions about anything at all because I, to me, the brain is just it's just a chemical imbalance. That's all this stuff is. You can struggle to. Do mindfulness all you like and stuff, but there are some things I've been doing with breathing to sort of help control the panic attacks. But to me, I'm saying if it works for you, it works for you. But to me, if if I think it's at all pseudoscience-y, I'm oot, and it will not work. Yeah. Um, so there's just no point. Well, it's the same thing with hypnotism. If you don't want to be hypnotized, you can't. Right. People, it's not like some magical power yeah. where people can suddenly yeah. take control of you. Um, you have to believe in it and want to do it, and it has to come from a place where you trust that it will have power. Unless um, we've all been hypnotized to believe that. Yeah. So the hypnotists secretly mm. run the world. Every time you're watching they telly, secretly do have there's power. actual hypnotism going on, and you drool and watch Netflix. Oh Netflix God. and drool. Some of the some of the richest people in the world do look a bit like hypnotists, don't they? Yeah. Like Zuckerberg. <laughs> he could look be into my eyes. He does. Yeah. Well, he's a cyborg, actually. But cyborg hypnotist, who knows? Yeah, he looks like he's made of plastic. It's weird, isn't it? He's a weird-looking yeah. guy. Most of them are. Jeff they Bezos are is weird. a weird-looking dude. He is a weird-looking If they guy, had yeah. goatees, they would be even worse, though. True. Wouldn't they? Um, shit, man. Well, look, I, I think that what you're saying sounds like you already do do some healthy things like breathing, and some of them do work on you. And so maybe 
maybe some lentils and a sit down with a bit of, you know, yeah, you ever thought blanket. about just going um, plant based for a bit flax, maybe a month. <laughs> See, this is the kind of shit I'm talking about. <laughs> just for a month. Just try it out. Don't knock What's it till you try what, it. How could that make a difference? I don't fucking know. Just try it though. No, I'm not just going to try random things. Well, Why not? That, that's what life is. That's all. No. That's life is uh, 70 years of trying random things. Then you die. No, it is not. You're just, no, it you're, is not. You're, you're, you're on brain medication and doing breathing exercises. That's pretty fucking random. No, no, it's not. Those are things that make sense. So some sense. things are less random than, than others in terms of trying to figure out what's going on. Right, but you're listing two things that are specifically not random and actually make logical sense. And you're then throwing <laughs> in a third thing. No, diet's just like go a, diet's a huge part of like uh, health and, and, and health problems, right? Like, How, is, how, about how is being bored with what I'm eating going to improve my brain? I have no idea, but Also, I would for, like to point out yet again that you guys seem to have me pegged as... Fucking Fred Flintstone eating dinosaur meat. <laughs> well, man, if the shoe fits. <laughs> like some kind of meat, meaty caveman. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, more like Barney Rubble, I think. Um, <laughs> okay. More like Wilma. <laughs> hey! It's more like Wilma. Man. Oh. Who did you prefer, Wilma or, or Betty? Oh, I, I, I never really thought about it. <laughs> I, I was too young when I watched the Flintstones to have yeah, any feelings I, about it. Was either. The I was, I was too, the same. I was Betty pretty... had a younger haircut, I'd say. I think uh, Wilma had a. She looked like a mum. Let me look him up now, because I'm more. I'm. Uh, uh, they're more my age now. Right. Uh, yeah. They've just. Yeah. They've been locked Betty in. Betty Rubble. I wonder how many people are googling Betty Rubble right now. Oh, they're looking good. Look at Betty. Oh, Betty's looking great. That's what I'm saying. Is there any any like? Because who was who played uh, Betty in the in the live action movies? It wasn't Ricky Lake, was it? Ricky Lake, really? <laughs> No, I fucking think Ricky Lake was in the Flintstones, but I don't know. I can't remember what character she played. Because John Goodman um, it was, played It was Fred. not. It was fucking, um, what's her name? Oh, my God. Rosie O'Donnell was Betty. That's Rosie terrible. O'Donnell. That's who you're thinking of. Okay. That's terrible casting. Rosie O'Donnell. Same. She's very, very Ricky Lake-esque, isn't she? Rosie O'Donnell. Ricky Lake. They look kind of the same. <laughs> There's a name I have not thought about in a while. What is Ricky Lake up to these days? She had. She was big in the the eighties and the nineties. Like the nineties, her yeah, show was big. Nineties, especially. Yeah, I remember. She's, she's fifty one. She looks fantastic. Got a podcast. She looks fantastic. Well done, Ricky Lake. What's that? What was that Offspring song again? Pretty fly for a white guy. There's a mention of Ricky Lake in there. You know, you can always go on Ricky Lake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a big thing in the nineties. <laughs> Ricky she, Lake. She did Dancing with the Stars. Oh my god. Um, there you go. She's doing all sorts of stuff. She's lost all her hair. Really? No, she she's got a. She's shaved her head off, yeah. Why? Hair loss thing. She's like you, P-Flex. Poor, poor, poor Ricky. Do you reckon like the hair loss thing was a stress thing? Like an early symbol oh, of stress? It, years of depression, weight loss, pregnancy, and the use of chemicals in her hair that dated back to her work in hairspray. Oh, God, I thought you talked about yourself. She said during the filming, <laughs> she, she said, um, I went from hairspray to hairless. Oh. That's terrible. Poor Ricky Lake. God, now I'm really bummed out. Man. Well, poor Ricky. Well, don't worry. Don't worry, Peter. We're here to help you through it. We're going to get you through this, Flax. Right. Just like we're going to get you through everything else All by right. going plant-based. That's the, it, the thing that The thing that's helped me the most, and I don't know if anyone else is, has panicky uh, episodes like this. The, the reason I control my breathing is not for some spiritual reason, but because your body responds to... Your mind responds to your what your body's doing. It's like a vicious cycle, right? So oh, totally. your brain panics. Totally. It makes your body do things that you don't want, like heart going up. And your breathing starts to accelerate, and then you start to hyperventilate, and you get too much oxygen, and it makes your limbs go numb if you're breathing too much. And you, you can you notice that you're doing it. And what you do is you take one deep breath 
in and you hold it for four seconds, full four seconds, and then you breathe out again, and then you wait, and then you do keep doing that until you calm down. And that really, really fucking helped me. But that's not some mystical shit. That's scientific. No. That just makes sense. That's so to me, like that's a little like, trick. I understand why this works and the, the science behind it backs it up. And it, yeah, you and don't have effective. to believe in like a yogic god. Right. Or I don't like, want to do you know, the have, fucking have any, Om like, and all this shit. Om that's not going to do it for this. me. Because no. I'm just like, this but is a load of bollocks. some of that does work for other people. And also, like, there are, I mean, one of the things that works for me is like just... Um, relaxing your shoulders like if you've got like if you just if you just concentrate on like the back of your your shoulders and stuff and your shoulders and you just make sure they're like all loose and relaxed and you just like oh for me that's like because i'm always like i feel like i'm always lifted a little bit right. like uh, uh, a higher like i don't know do, do, do you know what i mean well it's I, weird. I find that but, i'm when i'm when i'm getting panicky i clench up my jaw right like i clench the muscles in my jaw and you i set your jaw yeah, and, like and, a movie fucking <laughs> like, like, like a Rob, like John like Wayne. robert de niro mm, yeah yeah and i i, I noticed that I've, I've tensed up muscles in my shoulder and my upper back and everything um i mean when you're as swole as i am you know you could hurt someone tensing those muscles so the, that's I've got to be it yeah these one dangerous flex weapons. One flex. You could like bend the the tube when you're in the tube, you know, and <laughs> bend the you know, uh, the just... safety pole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You, yeah. you know what I was watch? I watched the other day. Me and like uh, Channel Four, Film Four, uh, is a good shout for movies that would have been blockbusters in their day, but they chuck them on at like five, six o'clock in the afternoon. Now nobody gives a shit. Die Hard Two, prime example. Shit. Commando, prime example. Right. So <laughs> me and Mrs. F have been watching these. <laughs> I was like, ah. I was like, this is such dross background TV. I was like, look what I recorded. And she goes, oh, like she's like, yes. And two. both of you but, could yeah. sit there in the lounge, not watch the movie. Though. I know that some of them haven't aged super well, but like, man, some of them are still great. Die Hard 2 was a good movie. There's a good uh, good series on uh, on Netflix, uh, Flax. We've come to this You're going to recommend this again, right? Uh, no, The this Movies the, That Made Us? Oh, no. Well, that last time was The Toys That Made Us, but there's a spinoff series called The Movies That Made Us. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, uh, no, it was when we were streaming, you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. They, got, they had uh, the making of um, Die Hard, the original. Right, right. Uh, uh, Ghostbusters, Home Alone, and I think Dirty Dancing, which I didn't watch, but yeah, I watched the, the other ones. But uh, see, I, I try not to get too nostalgic because I think it's a really bad thing to no, do. No, I don't of, think it's. You a, see I, a lot of people say, "No, oh, don't make movies like this anymore," as if there's no good movies, and no, yeah, they don't make them it like It is that interesting anymore. to see, like, because a lot of these movies just shouldn't have even been made in the first place they were just like plagued with issues like yeah, yeah. none of the studios wanted to to do it because they all thought they were terrible ideas and stuff um and then just through sheer grit and determination these films are made and they they're, they're like sensational movies like <clears throat> yeah it's crazy absolutely was there one about millions. ghost Eh? Was there one about Ghost? Did you watch? Did you watch Ghost? No, there wasn't one about Ghost. No, that was such a big movie. When it there's only one Ghost. series, though. There's still time for them to 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 do. I'm just wondering whether something Terminator triggered the stuff. I'm trying to identify the trigger for your dream. Oh, you I see. Yeah, no, there wasn't. What dredged no. Paul McCartney out of yeah, your dream? Yeah, it's really strange. Isn't it's just it? your subconscious. It's just it's just bored. I think your brain is just bored when you're asleep and it just goes like, Ugh, digs back in its uh, filing cabinet let's of turn memories. Paul McCartney and... into a. a Household pet for for this guy's dream. That'll be hilarious. There's like it's like in Inside Out. I've got like a team, just like you know, controlling my brain in a control center or whatever. <laughs> they're so controlling. They're so random. Yeah. It's just like one guy's like, 
Uh, yeah, let's drag out uh, Paul McCartney. Let's get a vision of uh, Paul McCartney back there. Let's get him on a five-a-side team, <laughs> yeah. but it's only two of them. Hey, poor man, stop eating them leaves, what you do? <laughs> hey, so I also watched uh, on Netflix oh. recently the uh, that the documentary about Aaron Hernandez, you know, the NFL football player. Yeah, I recommended it to yeah, you. I, I, I didn't you really want to watch it at first because I, I appreciate the recommendation, but it was just like, I don't know, I find... I, I pfft, it's a bit depressing. It, it, a little bit, it's a bit yeah. Hard to watch. Just like the whole, the whole sort of like uh, angle on you know repeated sort of concussions and and potential brain damage turning people into like these far cries of what they would normally be. Like you know, like remember Chris Benoit, the the wrestler, killed his his family, and they they did an autopsy on him after the fact and they found when he was just his head was just full of jam basically we, we yeah because of all the pile drivers and stuff he we, had we have had this conversation very hundred times yeah, yeah yeah so anyway i didn't want to watch it based on that because i was just like that ah, i just don't know if you know i've seen enough men with their heads but uh, no it was really well done it's uh it's interesting it's pretty it's tragic too like it, no matter how you look at it the whole thing is fairly depressing but but no it was, it was good it was interesting oh well Lewis, done. did you find out whether Ben knows the rules to Starfleet Battles? Oh, should I see if he's in today? No, 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 you don't need to, because he sent a tweet. Someone said someone said on Twitter, do you know the rules? And he replied. So here was the message. All right. It goes as follows. Do you know how to play Starfleet Battles? Asking for a friend. That was uh, Josh Metcalf. Ben replies, yeah, I played like 20 years ago. It's super detailed, so I probably don't remember half the rules. Oh, so he does not know oh, the rules oh, to Starfleet Battles. Oh, oh, shit. So he knows so he so he knows half no, the rules. No, 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 I feel like that's almost all the rules. No, no, no. I feel like if he started playing half it, it would come back. not all. Come on. What? No, but that would be the thing. We'd go and play Starfleet Battles with him, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, so you set this up here, you do this. I, I basically that's so it. If you, you, know if mean? you won a million dollars, you'd be happy with half because that's almost all. Of it? I th- I take Go get Ben. Right. Right. See if he's in. Get him. I want. I want to right. ask him a question. <laughs> Go get Ben. Don't get Ben. Go get Ben. Spare Ben. Lewis. He's gone to get Ben. I think he's gone to get Ben. He, he has wants gone to, to get Ben. This to is exciting. This once and for all. He's. Do you know that, what this is? Dedicated. This is technically a guest appearance on the Triforce podcast by Ben. Well, I mean, he might not though, because Lewis will probably just come back and lie and say, "Oh yeah, I spoke to him and he does remember all the rules without coming back." That's a very typical Brindley maneuver, I would say. There you go. Oh, Here he is. back. Here he comes. Hello. Ben? Oh, yeah, my God. Doing? It is a guest appearance. Ben, well, welcome <laughs> to welcome, the Triforce podcast. Welcome, um, Thank you. It's, so it's an honor. Don't, don't talk too much, right? Hold on. I've got a question for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, keep it down a little the, bit. The question yeah. is I've got a long, complicated political speech to the give. Star, the star of the show is trying to speak right now. Come on. So, Starfleet Battles. Lewis said, yeah. Ben will know the rules to that. Bring it down next mm-hmm. time you come down to Bristol. I said, I'm not being funny, Lewis, but the rule book is like, it's like three volume, it's like a legal document. It's like, you know, it's like yeah. cause 14AB, 14.117 and all that. I was like, I'm sh- I mean, you know, Ben doesn't know the rules to Safi, but it'll take us ages to learn how to play. And he was very <laughs> confident and bet me 20 pounds. Ben knows Ooh. the rules to Starfleet battles. Those were his words. And I said, no, he doesn't. Okay. So which is it? Okay, well, I... It's hard to say because this is a bit of a halfway answer for you. I have played Starfleet Battles before, about right. twenty years ago. Right, um, but we couldn't just sit down and play it. Like we we wouldn't even remember I, how to do anything. It's such a complicated game. I think unless you've played it in the last like week, yeah, you, you don't be, you don't know the rules because exactly. there's so many of them. It's a super complex game, but it wouldn't take me long to like pick it back up again. I think. Yeah, I mean, if we've got the books, we could do it. It's yeah, just we, a bit can, rusty. I mean, next time I come down, I'll bring it's it. It's just a bit. But rusty. his point was yeah. that you could just sit. We could just sit down. Ben will know the rules, which I think is a little. Oh no, I couldn't like. I couldn't show someone how to play it. I'd have to read through the book. Exactly. Again. Exactly. Thank but you. But I do ben. remember it. 
That's right. I've got a funny story about Starfleet battles. Get out! Oh, sorry. See you later. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Screw you guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. Time Force Podcast is not the place for funny stories. <laughs> no. Uh, no, we're trying to keep this podcast funny story free. <laughs> we're not, not going to jeopardize our reputation <laughs> off the back of Ben, of all people. That's for damn sure. Oh, Jeez. Especially because... Is, has he gone? Yeah, yeah. No, he's right. still there. For, he's crying. He's, he's very tearful. <laughs> For anyone wondering, <laughs> I, I actually I actually know what his funny Starfleet battle story is. Right. Okay. So I, right. I can tell it now. He okay, was yeah. he was at he was at one of these gaming events where you know everybody sits around and plays games. Right. And there was a guy there, and he's like, "Do you want to play Starfleet battles?" And Ben's like, "Well, I've never played." He's like, "Don't worry, I'll you know I'll show you the ropes." The guy gives him like a rough uh, a rough sort of overview of the rules. They sit down to play, and the first thing you have to do is on each term is allocate your energy to the different systems on your ship. Right. Ben forgot to allocate any energy to life support. So the turn starts, the guy says, right, you haven't allocated any energy to life support. And Ben's like, oh, yeah, sorry. And the guy's like, so yeah, all your crew is dead. And Ben was like, okay, can we just like, and the guy's like, no, no, that's it, game over, sorry, I win. And Ben was like, okay. And that was the end of the game. Ben, I don't know if you know much about Ben, but he doesn't make a lot of eye contact. Like he looks down a lot. And um, at this point, Ben lifts his eyes and realizes that he's playing against Sir Paul McCartney. Um, oh my God. Starfleet battles. Uh, so Paul and, McCartney uh, is painted all of his own Star Trek. So Paul Huge McCartney gets fan. down onto the ground on all fours and starts eating some leaves, <laughs> some dandelion leaves off the floor. Uh, <laughs> he's like half mullet and what the fuck? Just wearing some jeans and stuff. Well, I, the, yeah. You do get people like that at these at, things. At gaming things, you really, yeah. really. Uh, do. Ben told me this story before as well. I, I'm familiar with it, and uh, it's just like it's the it's that guy. It's it's the same. It's the dungeon master who just like makes up the rules and is is airtight at like as he goes sort of thing. You know, it's the it's it's like the gatekeeper of fun. It's it's that guy. Yeah, I think it's like anybody sees every single game. Like when I I know I know Ben's philosophy about games is is basically the same as mine, which is that I I don't really play thinking I have to win. I try to win and I want no, to. You, you know, want to have a fun the, game, right? Right. It, the the more fun the game is, the better. Like if you're if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons or you're playing a board game with friends, it doesn't work if if you don't play to win. Like you have to try and play the best you can. But the idea that I'm going to destroy fun to make winning more likely to me is bullshit. Like the idea of saying to Ben, getting all the games so we get on the pieces, getting everything ready, and then going, well, you didn't allocate life support, game over. It's like, all right, so you don't actually want to play. You just want the W. Like that's all that you want. You don't enjoy the playing of the game. You only enjoy the winning. That's that guy's attitude in a nutshell. Whereas I feel like when I play games with Ben, we have a laugh and he can, he'll can he say, oh yeah, yeah, don't do that. You know, and he'll help out and stuff like that, which is the right way to play games, I think, to play them to win, but the winning is not for me, the best part of playing the games. Some people are very competitive. Um, that's not and that's competitive. Okay because that's that's, that's part of it. Um, but yeah, so that's not that's insane. But some, but for example, like different people are. I, I, there is to some extent a problem with. I've I've been playing a, a bit of Treasure Island lately in the office with a couple of people. Treasure Island is a really good board game. I recommend you pick it up. It comes with some pens, and the idea is that one of you is Long John Silver and plants the treasure somewhere on the island. You mark it on your own little tiny map, and then everyone else has to 
find the treasure. Sounds like and a what game for kids, is, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that does well, sound it's something not, like it would appeal to my it really eight-year-old isn't. child and not so much of um, me as a man. So, so basically you give them all these quite complicated clues about where it is and then they have to draw either on their own little maps if they've got private information or on the big map in the middle right. with like these big pens. And so I got some chalk markers. And so by the end of it, it's just a complete mess of like... Of like, like you got like, it comes with a pair of compasses to draw circles. Right, it's got like it's just scribbles and, and everywhere, and you realise like the treasure is in this sort of wedge, and so you get your try and get your character there. And it's 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 great fun and really really good, and I recommend it. It's not it probably you probably could play it with teenagers, but it's not for kids really. Right. Um, but I recommend my my, uh, my youngest at the moment is obsessed with the idea of making board games. And she makes right. these board oh, games, shit. and they're terrible. And but she, but she, I have to play them with her because she gets really upset if I just say no. That looks shit. So she'll say, "I've made a game. Will you play it with me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I uh, wonder why she would get upset about that. I, know, I know kids are kids. She <laughs> might like. Uh, my son has been doing this thing at school. It's a it's a Microsoft pro, pro, uh, product. It's called um, like Co- PowerPoint Codu or something like that. Codu. K O D U, I think. Okay. And it's uh, it's like a like a kids programming. Like you can make like uh, games. You can make whatever in it. But it's just like right, really right. simple, sort of like. Oh, I see this. Yeah. Mario yeah. Maker style animation-y stuff and and whatever. I mean, she she's making board games because she loves to do anything yeah, well, with scissors I, and bits I don't of know. Paper. She, she might like that though. Like if she's into that sort of stuff. Like I thought I'd mention it because I know my. Son's like super into it. He came home yesterday. He's like, "Hey, you tried this thing at school. I need to use the computer." It's like, oh, fuck. Jesus, <laughs> fucking, fucking computer. Oh, like, I love you that. Know, like he's like so fucking excited that like this stuff had to happen like this instant. It's like, oh, jeez, all right. But her her games are always the same, right? Like she she draws a track like a long winding track, squares it up. Numbers it, and then the and then she'll write little penalties or bonuses in the squares. Right. So there's some so, snakes here that go. So if you go on this, exactly. this square, you go you go on a snake. It's, it's essentially all of her games are a variation of snakes and ladders, which I've mentioned to her several times. I'm like, I, this is good, love, well done. But all your games are the same because you start with the track and then you build the game around that. And there's really only so much you can do with just a track and a dice and two counters. So I was like, why don't you think of a cool idea for a game and then we'll build it like properly and you know it'll be good. I said, look at, the- <laughs> this is a bad example. I said, <laughs> think of Carcassonne, which we play sometimes, we play Carcassonne. I said, that's interesting I because- I played Carcassonne this week. Because there's a random element yeah. to Carcassonne of what tile you draw, but the strategy is where you place it. I said, any game- Carcassonne is very hard game. It's a great it's game. Very, it's like, a great game. Very, very, it quickly goes to incredibly, you can be a real high oh, level. you can. But I said yeah. to her, the fun of it is that you have some choice. I said, the problem with your games is that it's one track and you're, whether you win or lose is entirely down to the dice roll. I said, so it's not really a game of, of skill around it. There's no fun. It's just rolling a dice and seeing what you land on. But because she's made it, she wants to play it. And I play it and I say to her, look, why don't we come up with an idea for a game and then we'll make it? Like, she just can't get her head around that idea. She just wants to do it now. She, she thinks, I want to make a game. And she thinks, what should I do? She just draws a track, puts go back one, go back two, go back four, what miss a turn. And it's just it's fucking tedious. I'm waiting for her to get out of the game making phase. Right. Or to develop at least to stage two, which is a fun game. I, th- I think that sh- I think that there's so many really interesting and really cool board games. So this is something I've been really getting into lately, board games, is um I've, I've been playing because obviously when Tips we came down, we played Terraforming Mars, which is really that fun. That was fun, yeah. I like that. I recently been playing a game called Wingspan. Which is made um, this? It actually designed by a woman. Um, quite, wow! Quite famously, 
she's quite famous though. She's quite like well known for making really good board games, and there aren't it, you don't necessarily see that. Like a lot of the biggest board games are made by uh, guys. I think like is it apart from Monopoly, which is obviously classically famous famous for being made by a woman. No, it wasn't. Um, Monopoly was, yeah. No, it wasn't. I don't think women were allowed to do anything back when Monopoly was invented. Um, Monopoly anyway, was made by a dude. Yeah, John Monopoly. It was made by a woman. The history of Monopoly can be traced back to 1903 when American anti-monopolist Lizzie Magie. Oh, there you go. So so there, there are female board game designers and Wingspan is actually, it's really beautifully made. Like the actual box, it's really high quality materials. It's got lots of cards. It's very easy to learn. It's built, it's actually got like a really good rule book. Um, it's really quick and easy to learn and it's really fun. And the idea is that you um, sort of have to design or find like combos between birds and lay eggs on them. And it's like each bird has like a different activity and there's like 200. So every game is like very, very different. And and there's a version of Tabletop Sim, which I looked at. So I thought we, we might, we might because we've been trying to play like uh, strategy games on Armature Admirals this year, but it, there's, there's nothing good. So we're, we're thinking about doing some tabletop games. And Wingspan's really, really cool. And also, I've been playing Gloomhaven. Oh, okay. All right, really all right. Cool. So here's the thing. Lizzie Magie developed that what was essentially the Landlord's game, okay? That was self-published beginning in 1906. So this guy called Darrow, Charles Darrow, he was the one who wrote Monopoly based on Lizzie Magie's original creation. So the game of Monopoly was made by Charles Darrow, but it was based on Lizzie Magie's game, The Landlord's Game. So that's what it was. That I knew it was a dude behind Monopoly, but Lizzie yeah, Magie, Lewis. she came up with the original idea for a game that Monopoly was based on in Fine. your yeah. face. No women have ever made anything good apart from Wingspan, which is good. Jeez. So check it out. I recommend Wingspan, Wingspan a lot. What was um, Wingspan about it's again? Really, really good I was game. so busy thinking about Monopoly. and It's about birds. Right. It's good. You'll like it. It's really simple. What, birds like women? You mean birds, Lewis? Well, they've never done nothing, have they? Never made nothing. According to my mate Lewis, women are useless. (laughs) So I'm definitely into um, uh, board games at the moment. I'm really, really keen to sort of play some of these interesting things that I haven't played before. I'm going to look at Mysterium this week, which is apparently quite a famous board game that I've never played. Right. But my parents um, wanted to play Carcassonne when I went over there at Christmas. Great game. Because my mum's been playing it and she's bought all the extra bits right Oof. um all the dlc is about 10 expansions she bought all the now. dlcs for it she's yeah, all ready to go all the, all the extra all revved up yes yeah, it's, it's and honestly i'm actually amazed i was looking at a uh, tabletop sim and there's like so many weird fucking versions that they've made uh, so much work has gone into putting some of these games into tabletop sim some of the most like famous ones like puerto rico were in there and can stuff. i recommend block war the judge dread universe board game block war it's a fantastic right. game you have two tower blocks, and you have to destroy the other player's block. And you, wow. you, it's great. I used to play it with my mates all the time, and they would bring around their copies, and you can just have multiple tower blocks, and we so you sort of have a wraparound Fuck. thing. And it's it's just such a fun game. There are fires can break out, and they start to spread out of control. And it, it's honestly, it's so much fun. And it's got all the all your favorite Mega City One characters. Like uh, the city death force and the all the the crazies and all the rest of it. Nice. Uh, it's great. It's fantastic. It's a great game. I recommend uh, Fireball Island. That's my recommendation. <laughs> it's a great one. 
Right. I mentioned it before. Is that the one with the lava? Yeah. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got marble oh, that rolls down out of a skull's mouth, and you have to knock over an adventure. Oh, <laughs> you're like mousetrap. Kinda, yeah. No. Yeah. It's fucking really good, oh, though. Like, if you get your hands on it. Now, that was that. a shit game. Do you remember? I used to go around someone's house, and they'd be like, let's play a mousetrap. I was like, oh, fine. Yeah, my, my kids <laughs> got <laughs> mousetrap for Christmas like two years ago, and we thought, oh, yeah, they love this. That, this is yeah. a classic. And they hated it. They just like, it's didn't, terrible. Didn't even pay one It's like Operation. Operation is a bad game. You play it, it's like, eh, you know, this fucking sucks. This is ridiculous. My kids got Hungry Hippos, which they like. They like Hungry That's Hippos. That's a banger of a game. Yeah. Now, Hungry Hippos is a great game. That game saved Hasbro at some at one point, you know? Hasbro, really? Hasbro almost was was dead in the 80s. And if it wasn't wow. for Hungry Hippos, Hungry Hungry Hippos, they'd be fucking gone. It's amazing to me when that right happens. Yeah. Like Disney, if, if that Cinderella movie hadn't been a, a yeah. hit. The, so the, many, the so many big companies have had yeah. times like that. It always amazes me. Like... You, you you think of these huge companies and how they they make so much money and they have so much power and they can never do wrong. But if you look in their history, fuck me, it's such a gamble. Like all the yeah, time, yeah. like so many of them have made dumb mistakes. Like Lego, same with Lego. Early two thousands, Lego almost went under. Like they had like IPs with Star Wars and Harry Potter at the time, and there's no new movie. Like right. in two thousand four, I think, and they were they were just like, ah, oh, fuck, we're dead. Like we wow, <laughs> yeah, we're we're like we have to do something or we will just lose the company and then i can't uh, remember what i was watching recently and they said like it's very unusual for a company to last longer than 40 years like even a company that's very successful they get about 40 years and then it just starts to go to shit if a company is a, is about one thing like toy yeah, companies yeah. are interesting because they they have lines of they have like product lines right like they, right. they have like but IPs the, but the and thing whatever. is you, you get sloppiness coming in yeah or they just they, they, they haven't got any good new yeah. ideas yeah they 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 get complacent they 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 just run what's working for them into the ground and then they suddenly don't have any new ideas it's you weird, see it with though. games companies you Wait, see games companies are the kind. same yeah I, there's a there's a factor to that i think like i have a theory on this and it's that if a company is around for a long enough time the people that it ends up hiring are diehard fans of their company, like that grew up, you know, like, right, like look right. at Blizzard's like that now, to some extent Valve is like that now. Um, certainly toy companies are like that, you know, oh, I grew up playing G.I. Joe's and stuff, but all they have to offer the company is is like their their their, their nostalgia and the, the, the feeling of, of love for the toys or the things that the company used to do, but... I don't know if they're necessarily like the it's almost like you need somebody who like doesn't fucking give a shit but just has these insanely good ideas or something you know what I mean like I think they also are reluctant to get into a new market or a new idea that could actually help Kodak is a good example of that yeah. right Kodak huge name for years and now nobody knows Kodak like they 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 just do batteries gone. now I think right like it's just like film they, and they, stuff is just digital film came along they did not jump into it the way they needed to no because they were used to making physical products so the limitations of what a company expects themselves to be doing and to be good at when that changed I mean blockbuster is another example yeah could have bought Netflix for like 40 million Netflix yeah. was like we want to do a deal with you They're like no 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 we do physical stuff we don't we don't do we have shops we don't do this mail order crap and and streaming what is this? But it could we could be talking blockbusters and chill, but we're not. And it's just I just think it's incredible, really, that these huge mammoth companies like yeah, to say that sometimes such they a just, big name. They get it wrong. They 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 just like and frequently as well. It's not like a you know, like so like 
don't get me wrong some some companies just like seem to like seem like they can't they could do no wrong but even apple at one point was just like apple was in big trouble yeah, yeah nobody they really gave were a shit multiple about times apple. they made lots of fucking dumb investments and dumb mistakes and then it's really just and like then the iPod and came along and literally along. Yeah. saved their entire company the ipod that yeah. was that became it I, i'm always super interested in stuff like that but I, I, I think I think my theory stands, but I, I, I'm sorry if it doesn't really make much sense. I'm not saying that like everybody who joins a company because they're a fan of the company is bad for the company, but I, I feel like there's there is a saturation of people like that who may not necessarily be like the best fit for the company, but they end up getting taken onto the company because they're so passionate about it before they even work there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like I don't know if that's a great hiring practice, like. You look at some of the stuff that's been popular in the past so randomly, like after watching these like toy documentaries and movie documentaries and stuff. And it's oftentimes just people that have nothing to do with anything. You know, it's just like some fucking weirdo in a basement somewhere who has this idea that is then chopped and changed and made for market and it just works. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. It is much like this podcast. It just works it just works and now it's done so peace (laughs) thanks for listening bye 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 (laughs) oh very abrupt end that'll do